Hello and welcome to the SDC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. We're live. What's up? We are back because it's been a long time again. Back again, I know. I feel like we say that every time. Yeah. Someone went on holidays. <laughs> Someone being me. <laughs> How's things, Jason? Uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, you know, uh, we've had a, we'll call it a long, even though it's like we work at home a lot, uh, a long weekend. So, mm. but it's nice to uh, see that we're going to be able to move out of this uh, snack lockdown. That's what they're calling these. That's, yeah. That's the buzzword. Um, yeah. And then back, into, back into society. So, yeah, um, I must admit, I was wigging out a little bit like today. I'm like, I better need. I need to need to get out. Um, need to be able to kind of organise some some things to look forward to, Ben. Mm. Especially now that I've gotten into golf. Yeah. Um. I you know we had a game of golf organised for last weekend and that didn't happen, so I think it's going. Yeah. Sunday Sunday morning. Nine a.m. tee off. There'll nice. be balls going all over the fairway. So if you're down at uh, Werribee Golf Course, like maybe bring a hard hat or something. <laughs> I, I apologise in <laughs> advance. <laughs> can go either way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. we had um, an inspection. We've already put a deposit down on the car that we haven't seen or driven yet because yeah. there's like very, very limited stock in Australia and they'll disappear. I think if we order one to order, it'll be like September that it will come because the production slowed down so much. Yeah, so it's like there's one in Victoria, so we're like, oh, wow. deposit on it, we'll come and drive it. So it's all subject to like the test driver shit, but it's like we had it planned for Saturday. Yeah. So then Friday, they're like, yeah, nah, you can't do that. So hopefully we'll do that on Friday to be nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're going to look at a house that backs onto a golf course. Oh, perfect, mate. Yeah. So I was like, look, I'm, I can see past a lot of imperfections in this house. Because, it backs onto a golf <laughs> because I've played golf for three weeks and now I want a house close to the golf course. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like already looked at, um, you know, like how much it would cost to have like my own golf buggy so I could just drive out the gate. Out the door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that yeah. replace the jet ski, jet ski golf? Uh, no, there's plenty of space for a jet ski at this house All as right. well. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I'm just adding, the vision board's been added in addition. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Think my, I don't think my go-kart will be uh, welcomed onto the golf course very strongly. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. There's room for two jet skis, so, you know, yeah. right. change your mind. Yeah, well, you, if you get two jet skis, I'll get two go-karts. And we'll be fine. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorted. Well, hopefully this, this podcast starts kicking off then so you can actually... Yeah, well, if anyone wants to sponsor us so we can <laughs> afford all these toys. <laughs> <laughs> Share the podcast. Yeah. Say it's Just awesome. Maybe stop buying gym gear. I hope too. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> um, all right, so oh, what about training stuff? How's you back yeah, in a growth uh, phase now? Yeah, I've been I've been pretty. Um, like I feel like I, I, the Christmas summer period, I always kind of like just back off a little bit. I've never really trained outside of when I got married. I've never trained hard through that period. It's just like good time socialize, take yeah. off the gas, you know. 
Um, but yeah, uh, back into normal swing of things now. Um, so yeah, growth phase starts this week. Just same game, you know, trying to get massive. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to get as high into as high towards a hundred and over a hundred as I can um, without getting too fat. Um, and then yeah, like cut down. I'm kind of aiming to be mid to high nineties uh, yeah. by the end of the year uh, with some decent uh, levels of body fat, which I still think I'm probably going to have to do another growth phase after that. Yeah. If I'm going to compete because I don't want to compete like mid, mid yeah. weight range. Like I just don't really see the value in that. So like, yeah, you're not the heaviest, you're not, you can't kind of cut to the lightest, like yeah. not the heaviest in your weight class can't cut to the, um, heaviest in the one below, below you kind of yeah. sit in the middle. So yeah. 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 That's and my I, life right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're prepping now, aren't you? Yeah. So walk around, uh, I have the same thing, just maintenance and health phase. I actually feel fucking awesome, which is really yeah. strange. Nothing hurts. My cardiovascular is probably fitness is as good as it's ever been. Although I just nearly spewed in that session just from the heat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually feel really good, which is like when I first, the first time I hit 94 kilos, I was like, could barely like I remember trying to vacuum the house and it was just like I'm fucked. Like I need to lay down. This is mm. disgusting. Um, so it's nice. Same body weight. Yeah. So I reckon by comp, comps in June, uh, I reckon we'll push probably 98 without again not being too fat, um, which would be nice. And changing feds, giving APL a crack, which would be fun. Nice. Um, squatting in sleeves this time around more than likely, and then I'll weigh up whether we put the wraps back on for nationals or not. Um, yep. they, they do Wilkes for these means instead of weight classes. So yeah, like it doesn't matter run what you wear sort of thing on the day. And then whoever has the best Wilkes wins. So we might, might look at the sleeves for nationals. Yeah, cool. But yeah, hypertrophy phase for four weeks, I think. And then start to bring in the specificity after that. Yeah. Nice. This, if this podcast has done one thing, it's teach me to say specificity. So I write it down a lot, but I don't have to say it. But the podcast has allowed me to to figure out how to actually pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, the old bush to shear sauce all over again. Yeah, yeah. I just stay away from that one. That's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's I heard done. on the radio, like, um, just a, like a segment where, like, people uh, have words and they legitimately can't say it. It's like their brain and their tongue fail on them. Like yeah, they go to say work. like this one, this one lady was trying to say February and she's gone February, February. <laughs> and they're like, they're like Feb, Rue, and it's just like Feb, Rue. Like she just couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like, as soon as it gets to that moment in time that the brain's just like eject, do whatever, just flap yeah. your tongue. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> There's an old, old one. Um, that's like to win a competition, you win like flights overseas and tickets and shit. And all you have to do is spell ACDC. Yeah. And the guy gets it wrong 10 times. And he's like, no, 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 spell ACDC. And he's like, ADCC. It's like, no, no, no. Like, spell. What? Yeah, it gets it wrong over and over again. He's, his brain just like malfunctions on him because he's so excited. Well, yeah. That yeah. does happen. You know, like, people get worked up and they just freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he got given the tickets in the end, but yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just like a fucking lob? It's just like well, yeah, that's the, it's like you oh, can't lose, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw you this lob. All you gotta do is smack this out of the park. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stand up and you can win. It's like yeah. oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how my legs work. All right, so we'll timestamp 
there and, and start the Ashley episode <laughs> yeah. for all those people who don't like our banter. Fuck you guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we decided we'd do a Q&A episode um, just for a change. Obviously, the last few have been fairly in-depth, um, really specific around our five pillars and stuff. So a little bit more on the feedback from you guys uh, with the Q&A. So this one, the first one, um, uh, is actually a really good question. So one immediately actionable thing that every PT, to, every PT needs to do but currently isn't doing. Where do we start? <laughs> one. Right. One, right. Jason. Actionable thing. One actionable thing mm. for that every personal trainer needs to do that isn't is goal setting. And I know that that's going to be, you know, snooze fest for a lot of people, but hear me out. So a lot of people, a lot of trainers that we work with uh, in the Coaches Academy in Standout PT, they are so stuck in their business and have no idea how to work on their business and have no idea how to move their business in the right direction. They have no idea how to gravitate themselves towards you know, just something bigger, better, you know, with more refined, efficient, you know, better income for time, all of those kind of things, more opportunity, we'll call it. So those things don't happen with luck. Um, I know a lot of people will, you know, just benchmark themselves just off that like 1%, 0.5% of the industry that just becomes an overnight success, but they don't really look at what that person did on a day-to-day basis, what their goals were and all that kind of stuff that most people just want to see that. Um, take them out of it anyway, if you, with the accelerated growth and stuff, the other 99% of the industry who are getting, you know, just steady, continual growth are people who, know what they're doing in three months, know what they're working towards in six, 12, three years, five years, um, know what they want, you know, know what they want in their personal life, you know, all of those kind of things. And just don't use uh, excuses like, I don't know what I'm doing uh, in a year's time. It's like, sure, like no one does. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow really, but I've got a schedule. And it's like, if I have this schedule, it's highly likely that my day is going to act like that. So that's the same concept if you have goals in 12 months time, it's like, all right, I want to, you know, build a hybrid business and not be, you know, slaving away in the gym. Cool. So what you do tomorrow is going to affect what you do in 12 months time. So most coaches are just, just hung up on like the, the immediate return. It's like, I need to be in my business doing sessions, working with clients, trading time for money. And then we just get stuck there. And then they're just like, well, how the fuck did we get here? It's like five years later, they're exhausted haven't really made the progression that they want. Um, and it all comes down to them just not knowing how or what to work towards. Such a powerful thing to like a filter to look at and make decisions through as well. Like, and we do it all the time. Well, what is your three year goal and does making this decision work towards it? Like mm. does more sessions get you there? Does doing something else, does spending an hour a day on your business do it? Like, when you're sitting down and making decisions, you need to actually understand where you're trying to head. It's it's like I, the five year one, I can kind of like let that one slide. Yeah. Same in terms of like when someone's like, Oh fuck, I don't know. Like I'm like, okay, I get it. Most people don't think that far ahead. You should. <laughs> and that's like a, a big part of like, um, of what we're talking about. But at the 12 month one, when you're like, okay, so where are you going to be 12 months from now? And they're like, uh, I don't know, probably doing the same thing. It's like, fuck, like that's, for me, it's, that's 
the biggest warning sign for me is not knowing your 12 and three year plan because like your decisions day to day should be made based off of that. Yeah, it's funny how a lot of people can outline the year's training at the start of a year and be like, all right, I'm going to hit this number at this time of the year or I'm going to be this much um, body weight with this much body fat. But then when it comes to uh, talking about business and talking about life and stuff, um, people just don't know how to do that. And I, I don't know. I personally don't think that they, they don't know how to do it because they do know how to goal set because they've done it with their own training. It's like the fear of setting things that have really big implications on your life and future yeah. that people just put a massive brick wall over and they'll just like, you know, they'll tell themselves whatever they need to tell them just to not have that awkward commitment yeah. to something that's just so big, you know, and everyone does it. Like we, you know, there's times when we fall into that mindset a little bit too. And, but I think when you've got clear cut goals um, and you revisit them, cause that's, the other thing as well is they're not it's not a life commitment that's set in stone it's like this is the blueprint of like how things are going to work for now when you revisit them you just you you operate with way more vision and clarity when you know that you have something purposeful to work towards so there's no yeah. it's not really an accident that people get stuck inside their business because that's the only thing that's reminding them to do something mm. there's nothing else externally to that reminding them hey outside of your business you need to do this, 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 and this, yeah. that's going to move you to here. So, um, and when we say, when we talk, I, we always talk about every PT as in assuming they're a business owner, mm. because if you're working for some, if, well, yeah, there's very few positions where you're working for somebody and you know, it's a typical employment role. Um, so, and I, I still think the greatest opportunities out there are people who have flexibility to, you know, work with who they want to work with, um, train people with a system that you know kind of suits themselves and their clients. Um, so yeah, just for those people out there that are kind of employed and, and listen to this, like you still need goals, like goals in life and goals in your career, because um, it's highly likely that you know you're going to work with a particular type of person, do a specific type of thing, and evolve your career in a specific type of way. Yeah, 100%. It's interesting, like just to finish off on that too, how little people correlate. I guess the people that come to us are obviously interested in building their business. So they've thought about, I guess, a little bit about where they want to go. Yeah. But they often haven't thought about their personal life and where they want their personal life to go. It's like, if you run your own business, like a lot of your business will dictate your personal life and vice versa. So if you want to like buy a house, how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to show the bank that you've got enough money to pay for it based on like how you set up your back end and your finances and all that sort of shit. People don't think about that. And then like uh, even things like, Oh, you want to have a family. It's like, okay, so you're going to work your five thirty till 9am shift and then your 10 till 12 shift. And then your four till eight thirty shift with a family. Like, how's that going to work? Mm. Like people don't sort of think about well, what are these milestones? Maybe you want to go overseas for two, three, four weeks at a time. Okay, so how do you get paid when that happens? Are you going to save enough for the holiday and a month's income to cover you while you're gone? Like, how does that work? Um, which would spin me off, I guess, to what my immediately actionable thing would be that most PTs don't have. I remember when we first started, like, no, only half PTs had direct debit. Like, now everyone's sort of like, yeah, direct debit's like the only fucking way to do this thing. Mm. Everyone kind of accepts that. I think the next step now that most people still don't have is a really, really solid client agreement. Yeah. So in there that it will state things like 48 hours 
48 hours notice to cancel. Um, you still pay for your sessions, whether you attend or not, and we'll catch them up. All the little nitty gritty things that come up with payment issues, your minimum term, all of those things should be in that document that then allow you to, again, the personal life thing, you want to have a work-life balance and know you've got a check coming in every week from your direct debit company. You need to have that shit in place. You can't just let train clients decide when they feel like coming to work with you. Yeah. Something really powerful about just trying to doing your best to create like a, uh, equilibrium, uh, within your business, like you're getting paid weekly, um, rather than daily, um, being able to kind of set everything uh, around that, obviously being able to fulfill your other financial uh, obligations outside of work, knowing kind of where the holes are and like what your financial goals are, what to move towards um, is, is, and then just the, the repeat business um, effect that comes from like having a direct debit um, company that you use and uh, just all of the potential conflict resolution that can come out of just a, good client agreement to start off with. Like, you know, you can put out a lot of spot fires or potential spot fires already just by outlining like this is how the membership works for you. Yeah. And it's, it's automatically removes that, like that either side is like being a dick. It's like, well, this is the agreement. We both signed the agreement and this is how things work. That's your default. You have circumstances that come up outside of that. Cool. You deal with that, but it's, it just takes so much stress out of life. And allows you, I I think honestly, like if someone was like, how do you define, like we talk about your ability to remove yourself from your business, but how would you define if someone has a PT business or not? It's like, do they have that? They have a solid uh, client agreement that allows them to earn a consistent income over the year, whether they show up or not. Um, To me, that's like, you have a business, not just a job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So next one we had was time management tips and learning to self-manage time. So this is obviously number one pitfall for people that go out on their own and all of a sudden become business owners overnight. They weren't told about when they did their cert for it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go get a job and be a personal trainer. And then all of a sudden it's like, surprise, you're a business owner. You have no boss and no accountability and no one looking over your shoulder and you can nap all afternoon if you fucking feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or work your own hours as people always tell me. Yeah. You work your own hours. So lucky. Yeah. Yeah. All of, I work um, all of my own hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah my favorite, all of the hours. Too. Yeah. My favorite line is, um, not never at work, but always working. Yeah. Oh, totally. So it's like, yeah, you're like, you, your brain is always, even if you've got that, like do not disturb button on your brains. It's almost always thinking about something. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think it's timely cause I think, I don't know if you've done yours yet. Um, but I, I did mine revisited this after some conversations last week. Uh, interestingly enough, the number one cause for overwhelm is not having this shit managed. <laughs> uh, so I, <laughs> behind the scenes information, I basically came to the boys and went, I'm fucking stressed out. Help. <laughs> Um, and actually just went away and did, we call it a productivity tracker. So I actually renamed mine to, um, life tracker yeah yeah i like that <laughs> that added some stuff into it like, yeah well now it's got like your, right your actual shit that you need to do like at home and yeah. that as well so yeah um yeah literally what we do is just take all the tasks that you need to complete regularly so like my mondays tuesdays and stuff all look the same um then we have a, a column for extra shit we usually put a time allocation in there as well and then you're able to go back and click yes no did i complete that task or not 
uh, like what Jason and I were just saying, we've added like training, cardio, uh, like whatever else you want to kind of put oh, in there. Anything, the chores around the house, like yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah, I think I had this discussion yesterday about like decision fatigue. As a business owner and running a business, you have to make tons and tons of decisions over and over again all day. And it becomes, that's where that fatigue comes from, that yeah. burnout feeling comes from. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny how like many people get burnt out that aren't actually high achieving. And I think yeah. this is why you just have so much overwhelm and stress present all the time more so because you're not getting shit done than how much you're actually doing. So you get cooked at the end of it. Um, so yeah, something like that I think is, is the best thing to implement in terms of time management. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, the other, the other consideration would be to look at like where you waste your time as well. Like I think that a lot of people uh, aren't aware of just how much time they waste. Like, um, and just how poorly they spend the time. Like, it's good to look at, you know, all of the things that you need to do and put them into the, um, the, the productivity tracker, but that's not uh, looking at the actuals of like how the week before that went. Like mm. we're only going to write down like what the perfect week would be if we were productive. Um, yeah. But if we're not being productive, it's because, you know, we're sitting on the couch for two hours a day, you know, yeah. cuddling our dogs um, or, you know, we're, just chilling out on the weekends, um, doing nothing or like, you know, we're knocking off work early or, you know, um, spending too much time just at the coffee shop or sitting behind the the PT, um, the counter at the, at the gym, you know, those kind of things. So it's really good to kind of see where you're wasting your time as well. And just like, it's like, where, where could I change? Where could I turn some of that dead time into useful time? So it's like, you've got breaks in your laptop, bring a book, yeah. Um, you know, do some things that you can do there to be productive, um, get better at scheduling, trying to cram your clients together, um, you know, planning ahead of time with the productivity tracker like Ben and I um, just mentioned is really good too because, again, you kind of operate and act and talk with purpose around your schedule. Like, I don't know, I can't do that time. I can't do this. I'm unavailable. I've got this on. Um, those kind of things um, really help as well. So uh, it's on you guys to, to make a schedule and stick to it. Um, I think sometimes when time management runs out too, it's just like people don't want to say no. Yeah. Um, so you just got to say, you'd be really, really surprised how flexible people are. Um, just think about how many times like you go uh, somewhere and you're just like, hey, I want to see so-and-so. And they just say, yep, cool, a bit of time at this, 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 and this. Mm. Um, you don't sit there and say, I need to see this person at this time and it's not happening. I'm not coming with it. Um, or if you do that, like uh, maybe change your attitude a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah like it's very rare uh especially in yeah. personal training so people are very flexible you just go like stick to your guns know what your perfect week is and work towards that too so it's like your current schedule might not be it mm. you might have a perfect week and it might take a little bit to transition towards that but it's like you should again know what you need to work towards and that perfect week should really reflect like what the goals are i'm sorry to repeat myself but yeah it's like you know that's what that's how you operate your week will give you the scope to do specific things. So like me being in the gym for five days a week doesn't help me run this business and be on this podcast and create all the content that you guys see on Instagram and all of that. Yeah. So we have, we at some point had to take the plunge and create that perfect week to go, right, well, this is how we get all of those things done. Yeah. What I find, we, I guess, introduced this for two reasons. <laughs> when we first came up with the concept, it was like, a couple of us were really overshooting 
our expectations for the week, like the roles and responsibilities that we had and the time commitments that we put in those. And like Jay said, not saying no to projects, not just like time bookings and stuff. So putting that down and actually going, you know what, I've actually overcommitted to the, my availability right now and restructuring that. But on the flip side of that, there's plenty of people that came in and were like, I didn't have time to do X, Y, Z. I didn't have time to do my calls or walk the floor or um, post on Instagram or do my stories or whatever it was like those low hanging fruits, things that we know build your business the most effectively you put in their productivity tracker and it's like you worked 11 hours last week. Yeah. It's like your productivity time was literally 11 hours. Um, so I think it's a, it can be a rude shock for people, but I think it's super valuable to put that down and go, fuck, like my productivity actually needs a lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people that, uh, feel busy that don't get a lot done. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a difference between, you know, feeling busy and, and being productive and these, these skills and these, uh, really, really easy strategies are the best way to deal with that. Um, all right. So yeah, I think one of them was organization. I think that sort of helps with that as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this one, I've been actually thinking about this since we got the question cause it's super probing <laughs> and I don't know if I have a clear answer yet. So I'm going to go to you first. What would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself for to 2000? If you go back to 2019 and tell yourself something, whatever comfort I was living within to tell myself not to move out of it in a direction that I needed to. Mm. Um, basically I should have just moved out of it. Yeah. Shouldn't have stayed there. Uh, yeah. Cause I just sat in a comfort zone for longer than I should have. And it, I could have gotten to a position faster. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I could tell myself that it was fucking 2010 when I first started. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be, it's just like, yeah, even though things are good, they're not, I don't want to be like this forever, mm-hmm. even though they're good. Because you know, I sat there, I was like, I'm fucking killing it. Like, yeah, you know, all the PT sessions, making all the money, like, love my job. Yeah. Um, but it was like, just tired. Fatigue, <laughs> you know, exhausted. Um, so there was that, you know, you need to move on line, you need to do this, you need to, we need to take time off, we need to expand this business, you need to have all these obligations and meet them, and we have to do all this stuff. And then I was just like, nah, it's so good, I'm busy. You know, yeah. it's just me move, not wanting to move over because things are either good or they're just comfortable. Um, and but I know I needed to, and I should have done it way sooner. But now here we are. Life's good. I still have the same opportunities that I did before, um, and, and and more now. Um, so yeah, I was just uh, I just didn't want to change. Yeah, yeah. I think mine is of a similar tone, but around a different specific thing. Uh, I think as a business, we made decisions based out of fear rather than based on opportunity, and again, like where we wanted to be long term. Um, and I think I would have done things if we look at the team and how things work right now compared to how things worked then, I think we would have probably closed down some old models that we now don't use earlier and made that call a lot sooner. 
um, which again would have, like you were saying, kind of freed up some bandwidth and, and put the best people in the right positions and just fucking went for it a lot sooner than we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing, the thing with business guys is there's no, there's no manual. Like you don't mm. go, like someone said to me one day, like, Oh, did you learn how to run your business? Oh, so they said, Oh, you would have learned this at like business school. And I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, they teach you how to run a business. I'm like, no, 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 no one yeah. besides us. Um, teaches you how to run a business. Like I, I joke when I say that, but like, there's no, there's no like, you do, you go here and get your business certifications. You yeah, it's, yeah. As, funnily enough, I've been getting someone has found me and targeted me uh, around like an online MBA. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's a time to go get a business degree now, and I'm ten years in. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, just a lot of a lot. It's an ongoing learning experience and. Um, yeah, I think if we committed to the way we wanted the business to run sooner, things would have changed faster, but you know, we took the plunge at some point. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think like for all you guys who are getting frustrated with kind of how things are, it's just like just trying to revive that isn't going to work. Like you have to change. And yeah, sometimes you take a couple of steps back to go to leap um you know 10 steps at some point in the future um it's definitely worth doing that because uh yeah we we had to remodel um because things just weren't moving in the direction that we wanted them to um took a couple of steps back but now just really good really good landscape ahead of us lots of opportunity not kind of bound to a real restrictive kind of model yeah very fluid now which is fantastic for us it's interesting neither of us sort of went like I would warn myself about COVID because I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like COVID was a bit of a revelation for us in terms of confidence of like what we could do. The team yeah. we had, the skill set we had, um, it taught us heaps, but obviously just like pulled a whole lot more confidence in what we were doing. Yeah. I think, I think if you, if you remove the personal kind of implications that that last last year had on everyone um, and you look at it from a business perspective, um, we were just waiting for an opportunity. uh, And that's, that was an opportunity. So if you look at it, if you look at it like that as a business owner, you can definitely go, take advantage in a, in a landscape like that. You just have to be able to look at it like that, like a business owner. Don't look at it as a, as a person who works within the, in the company or someone who's given their life to this business and this thing's come along and totally destroyed it. It's like this business needs a heartbeat. This is what's presented itself. How do we keep the life support on? You know, that's essentially what business owners do. It's like, if you look at every other business, they pivoted, they were this, you know, places were turning into, delivery services for this and people were, you know, selling things that they didn't even think of at the time. And it just showed so much innovation. Clothing brands selling dumbbells. Yeah. You, yeah, that's it. And you either get with the time or you just get left behind. And it's the no, it's no different in, you know, we talked about in the past with fitness and, you know, keeping yourself educated, but um, yeah, like, and we have to do that continuously. There's going to be another financial shitstorm because they happen every decade. Yeah, we I, have think, to adapt. I think like what it did was accelerate 
all the problems that were always going to happen for anyone. Like you look at like, yes, I, I totally get it. The clean out of the fitness industry was savage. A lot of gyms, a lot of great people, a lot of PTs got cleaned out. But the, it's hard to say, and it's probably in some cases rough to say, but it's probably just a sign it was going to happen eventually. It just accelerated the fuck out of it. So instead of it being a slow over five years falling apart or one year or two years in like most PT scenarios, it's just like, bang, everyone's fucked. Yeah. If you, if you weren't in, if you hadn't kind of put everything in place, it's like you, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's taught anyone on this podcast, a list, uh, a lesson, um, it's, you know, we've been banging on about this for five years now saying that people need to get serious about running their personal training business. Um, and if that is the lesson that you guys need to take out of last year. It's like, if you didn't, you would know if you ran a business or not, mm. because if you ran a business, you worked in some capacity the whole of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you didn't uh, work at all and you just took a holiday um, or you maybe had like one person or two persons on the books, it's like you, you didn't have a business yeah. uh, um, in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting question though. I liked it. I think, I think it's hard cause we've learned a lot even this year already and late last year. Um, from a practical standpoint, just in terms of ex- execution stuff. Um, so maybe something I would also tell us back then is just like, you're doing everything right, it's coming. It's like everything we were doing was on the right track. It just, we needed to just get the cogs to just connect. They're all sort of spinning by themselves. And then we found the method to bring them all together. So I think, yeah, knowing that back then would have allowed us to make better decisions, I think too, like take that fear away like, all the processes that you have right now are right. You just need to get them to work together and you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, I think that would be one too. Yep. Um, all right. Time frame from zero to making a decent income as a personal trainer. Obviously decent being a subject, very subjective term. A thousand bucks a week, 1500 bucks a week. Yeah. I, a week. What are we talking? I think personally, if you're doing this full time, anything under 75 K, like if you're not a GSC registered business, like I think you're undershooting it. That's my personal opinion. If you're doing it full time. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like that's so much time. To make yeah. It. Like the hundred K business coaches and stuff. I feel like that's sort of like that's, that's where you should be at. I, you don't need to buy someone's magic model. You just need to learn how to run a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we go zero to 75, look, we've had guys, in our uh, programs in the past go from zero to 40, 42, 43, 45 sessions inside 12 weeks. Uh, Highly motivated, highly structured. They just showed up (laughs) really. So I think the answer to this question is instead of a timeline, how much are you willing to show up? Yeah. yeah well, how many how many no's are you willing to get how many re- times are you willing to get rejected how many phone calls are you willing to make to get just ring out how much of all of that are you willing to just take on the chin and pick up the phone again if you're willing to do all of it if you if you walked into a gym and you're like i'm going to be a full-time personal trainer i'm going to work 35 hours a week in this job if you showed up and for 35 hours a week applied yourself to getting busy eight weeks, 
Mm. Like even if like you don't have the structure and the skill set, I feel like you could almost still do that. Maybe take a little bit longer if you didn't have. Uh, I'm using that as a benchmark based on our guys that have gone through like sales training and all that sort of shit. Mm. So maybe double it if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but if, yeah, if you apply that time, fuck. That's yeah, where so, everyone's held back. Yeah, most. It's a really hard thing to answer. I know everyone wants to know it because everyone like, yeah, every job that we have, like we talk about salary and we talk about earning potential, but it's so, this, this career is so predicated on you just getting up and just doing it on repeat. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you're feeling down, even when you've gotten a few no's, it's like you're, desire to succeed has to supersede all of those things. It just has to mean a lot more to you than, than even the money itself. Like it's like make meaning to that. Like make, you got to make meaning to what that money is for you to get out of bed. Like for me, it was never about the money. Like I just Mm. loved being in the gym and I just loved training and I love training people. So I couldn't see myself doing anything else. So it was like, that's, what was getting you up at five o'clock and getting to the gym by quarter to six, being motivated to help people work out and, you know, coming back at four o'clock in the afternoon, working till nine um, and doing that on repeat for years and years. Um, and then, yeah, like getting in front of people, getting rejected, reflecting, sometimes getting down the dumps, having a meltdown, having my wife talk, you know, pet talk me back into getting back into the gym. <laughs> um, but all that stuff, like if you're not in it, a hundred and ten percent you're just gonna you know not succeed it's just some so predicated on having a good system structure persistent uh persistency and uh being able to uh be told no and not get offended and not let it cloud what you're supposed to do yeah it's funny like i think back to like my membership consultant days it's like our, our pass mark for a day was 30, speak to 30 people or make five appointments or make three sales. So you had to do one of those every single day. And it's like, if a PT came in and worked eight hours a day and just executed those things, it's like, fuck, you get busy so quick. Mm. You just have to be willing to show up. And again, yeah. like you said, like you've, you've got that structure in place. You understand like how to go from the phone to the, to the consult, to the session, to the sale, to the sign up and stuff. And then hopefully you've got a bit of an idea of what you're doing as well and keep people. Um, but yeah, I think, look, we've seen enough people go to a hundred K turnover in three to four months to say that that's definitely possible. Yeah. If do most people do that, no, <laughs> no. no, definitely not. Um, that's probably, I don't know what, 10% of the people that we work with and we obviously work with the people that are highly driven to learn and apply. So as a percentage of the industry, I'd say it's much lower than that. But if you're starting from scratch, it'll take longer. If you've got a business right now that's kind of failing, but you're still bringing income in, it, that could get turned around very quickly, yeah. um, which we've seen as well. So mm. um, you can get GST registered within four to five months. You know, um, If you've got a failing business right now, and that's, a failing business is, well, we've got kind of categories of what a failing business is, but just not making a profit or making very minimal profit, spending all your time in your business, yeah. um, you know, those kind of things. So 
Um, and then, yeah, if you're new, obviously you've got a lot of skills that you need to learn as well. You're not going to convert at the rate that someone with a little bit more skills would do. Um, so you can add on a, a little bit more time frame to that. But there's definitely outliers like anything. Yeah. But it can be done. You, you, irrespective of all of that, you can make good money as a personal trainer in, in the fitness industry. So yeah. let that sink in to everyone because I got made fun of when I was younger. And, you know, I had, there's a group of friends or not even friends, just people I knew and they were all in construction and ran their own contracting businesses. And I was, I was the, you know, the little fairy who never got his hands dirty. That was a PT in the gym that couldn't make any money in fitness. And here I am now, you know, teaching other people how to be successful and, you know, working a week that I want with, you know, working towards the things that I like. So you guys can do the same thing too. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. In a much shorter time frame than what we do it probably. Yeah. We made a lot of mistakes. So leverage yeah. experience of other people that have made it like us. Yeah. I think help. the success of personal training and the value has increased too. Like the rates that we were charging when we started compared to what people are charging now. Um, yeah. I think income wise, you can even do that a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's way more popular now. Um, everyone has a gym membership, like yeah. crazy. So, and everyone's interested in fitness. Yeah. It's probably more more popular outside of Victoria, I reckon, than inside Victoria. Like, I think that you know, New South Wales, Queensland probably lead the line when it comes to like fitness. But yeah. um, everywhere you are, it doesn't matter. So don't use that as an excuse. <laughs> um, there's it's very uh, it's very popular for uh, like Australians even because um, there's people that obviously don't live in Australia that listen to this podcast um, yeah. to have a gym membership and be interested in like how they look and feel. Yeah, yeah. So we successfully did an answer question. Sorry. <laughs> um, gave you a bit more of a framework to think about asking yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think it. it yeah. Everyone wants day. to know that though. Everyone wants to know the money thing. It's like, how long is it going to take me to make this? And it's you like, know, um, can't be, it can't be answered. You know what? So what you could do if, and here's a practical way of figuring this out. So say you like the 75 K, um, how many clients is that? Say it, uh, 60 bucks. So we'll do 50 bucks a session. So divided by 52, is 1400 divided by 50 bucks a session is let's say 30 sessions yeah divide that by 1.5 which is how many clients yeah so 30 divided by 1.5 so on industry average 1.5 sessions per client is how things roll out so you're gonna need 20 clients yeah if you're starting out you're gonna close at 40 50 percent so we go 50 so you're gonna need times that by two yeah 40 presentations so you're going to, need to do 40 presentations. You're going to close it anywhere, but let's say around like 30 to 40% on the phone. Uh, so divided by 0.4. So you're going to need to speak to a hundred people. Then you're going to have to obviously think about retention rate of 50% each time that 12 weeks tick over, you're going to have 50% of people drop off while you, when you first start, that'll improve over time. So can't bring that question back. How quickly are you in what time frame are you willing to speak to a hundred people and 20% answer. So, um, divided by 0.2, how many, how long over what time frame are you willing to make 500 phone calls? That'll answer your question. Understanding that 400 of them are going to say no. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <It> rejected a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's almost a better question. Instead of how long, over what time frame are you willing to dial 500 numbers? What, over what time frame are you willing for 400 people not to answer? And you still do it. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. And continue to do it. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in business where you don't get instant reward for the effort, you know, yeah. um, in all facets of business, not just doing a free session for someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to have the ability to see the benefit to doing what you're doing now to kind of see the ultimate prize down the track. If you can't do that and the, the rejection's too much, I don't know if you're in the right mental state to take the job on, take the yeah. role on. You can be, yeah, but it takes definitely. a little bit of mental toughness yeah, to, to, to know what you're in for. Because we don't get sold what we're in for. It's the celebrity trainer, the, the fucking athletes, coach, yeah. sports coach and the athletes. It's like, I know I've been in the industry for 10 years as a trainer, 11 years, I think. I don't know. I know like I'm, the people on my hand who've trained either a celebrity, not they're the celebrity trainer, yeah. would work in a, a sports club and they work within a sports club in Australia. So they're probably getting, you know, quite more money. and Could have <laughs> made 10 times that if they worked for themselves and went into... Yeah. The public sector but they were just working with gen pop and whatever so yeah um that's not how things are so i think off the top of my head you've worked with maybe one celebrity client uh, uh, yeah i've worked with a more maybe they were very very popular 20 years before um so that yeah <laughs> over 10 years so yeah yeah it's not it's not something that happens regularly yeah uh all right last one and I promise, I promise this is legit. I can put the screenshot up, screenshot up if you don't believe me. This is a real question that we got submitted. <laughs> <laughs> what education courses would we recommend personal well, trainers to? Well, well, <laughs> Whoever asked that question, I'll just send me your invoice and we'll fix you yeah. up after the, after the episode. Sponsoring the um, episode. <laughs> we, we could break this up into uh segments so you can break this up into categories because coaches need to be great have great technical skills yeah. uh, they need to have good coaching skills uh and then they also need to have uh good business skills as well yeah so when it comes to coaching it's really hard to tell you guys what's a good course because guess what you're all going to work with different people um, I think anything where you get some form of grasp on movement, um, being able to assess movement uh, would be really good. Um, I think anything, if you're into the hypertrophy space, I think that you then need to go a little bit more specific to that. Um, some form of functional anatomy course would be good. I know that, uh, is it N1? Uh, they do some really good stuff. Uh, Kasten Hansen, like he's the man um, when it comes to uh, you know, hypertrophy specific kind of training and whatnot. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of know what you're gonna deliver and then go to the people, like try to find the people. That makes any sense? Um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. I think maybe specific courses that we've done that we found valuable that maybe people don't think about. Um, we did our mindset coaching cert four, which is really really valuable. Mm. We've got our allied health cert four, which is really valuable. We've also got our nutrition dietetic cert three but any nutrition certificate that will give you insurance um, is really good. Like I've obviously heard really good things about like Mac nutrition, but you're looking like big dollars for that. 
Um, yes. What's the Aussie one? Uh, a sports dietetics Australia, I think. Yeah, or sports nutrition Australia or something like that. So um, there's a couple of, there are a couple of like weight management uh, certifications that allow you to kind of work with healthy people and prescribe nutrition. So you just got to do your homework on that. Um, there are people that have, have affiliations with uh, insurance companies because it's actually the insurance company which won't give you the scope to, yeah. um, so they won't cover you. So that's where you need to do your homework. But there are a couple of companies that have, um, you know, teamed up with a uh, insurance company and do the SNS by the ISSN. So it's the sports nutrition um, specialist, I think it is, um, certification. So you've got to just kind of whatever course you do know that you can kind of get insured because if you can't get insured then that well that's the issue it's you know from a compliance perspective you need to make sure that what you're giving is is covered in case something happens which you know you're just assessing risk and that's what business owners do they want to try and mitigate it all yeah um so yeah some form of nutrition certification would be good so they they would be the formal ones i think that we've done obviously jace you went to uni um on top Mm. of your cert four um I thought a lot of the people we, a lot of the questions we get is like, should I go do a nutrition degree? Should I go do strength and conditioning? All that kind of stuff. We probably can't answer that again. Like Jay said, depends on what you want your business to look like long term. Mm-hmm. Do you need to go do a strength conditioning program, um, like formal course to work with people to get them stronger? No, like there's probably way more efficient models for that where you just learn the shit you specifically want to know for the client you want to work with. Um, rather than like, if you want to get into powerlifting, for example, it's like, I don't think that there was definitely value there, but I don't think you need to go do that specifically to be qualified for it. Um, yeah, Thomas Lilly has got a really good powerlifting one. Uh, obviously Jordan Shallow, who we've had on a couple of times has, uh, the prescript, which is like really in depth, functional anatomy raw around strength of performance versus like the N one, which is hypertrophy. Um, yeah, there's plenty around. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if you want to get very good at a specific, in a specific area, like you probably should be following certain people, um, watching their stuff and just like seeing if it's valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of tell uh, an authority in the space just by kind of watching them work, seeing how they operate, seeing the content they deliver and the results they get. That's usually how you yeah. determine all of those kind of things. So yeah, um, yeah, be, Cause there's, I don't, the reason why I don't want to say too many as well is like, there's probably a heap of other people out there doing, you know, doing great things. This is good. Um, that we're, we're just not aware, not aware of. of so yeah. we don't want to start just pushing everyone to one space. So there's yeah. a lot of good people out there doing a lot of good things that we've come across, um, especially in the last couple of months. So yeah, just like look, do your homework. You have to do your homework. Don't just do something off the basis that someone else is doing something. It's like, how does this serve my business? How am I going to apply it? Does it sit in alignment with the long-term visions of my business and brand? Yeah, am I going to be able to utilize it? Is it for me or is it for my clients? Um, you can do both. It's fine. Um, you know, we're nerds too. We, you know, we do things for us as well. Yeah. Um, but you need to know how it's going to serve you before you just go and do it. Like, don't just go to something because everyone's done it. It's like, mm. and then you just don't apply it, but you went. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you need to make sure you're kind of getting a good return for that. So we believe that every course you do, for every dollar you spend on your best, your, your business, you get at least ten times that amount back. So, uh, big big believers in education and upskilling. Yeah, I think, like I said, those those fundamental ones. Like, you need to know how to coach people. You need to know how the body works. And I think at this point, the way the industry is moving, investing in a nutrition qualification is 
uh, very valuable. You can always refer it out, but I think it's being that one-stop shop is super valuable long-term in your, your business. Yeah. Uh, and then anything on top of that, go to the people that are really fucking good at it. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of business coaching, uh, education specific. So I'll give you criteria, obviously come and see us, but criteria that I would look for that I see in other business coaches that kind of irks me a little bit um, is make sure they've run a fucking business themselves. Mm. Like for a long period of time, not like I got to a hundred grand and then I decided to start coaching people. Like that's not, you haven't been through enough shit. Um, Who have they actually worked with that's been successful? Have they actually brought other people up under them to be really successful? So you're looking for case studies, you're looking for maybe people that they work with that have evolved themselves um, to have really successful standalone businesses. Uh, they're probably the main two. So they've got the track record for themselves. They've helped somebody else do it. You've seen evidence of that. Anything you would add, Jace? Uh, yeah, just message and content. Yeah. Yeah. You, they have to have a consistent message. They have to have good content. Um, it all has to kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, it all has to be kind of relatable to the, the message itself as in the content. So, you know, so I think yeah. the biggest one's experience. There's a lot of, it's unfortunate that there's a lot of people that have moved into the fitness industry who just are good at selling. So they yeah. think they, they got no idea about how the fitness industry runs, but they're like, oh, I can sell you this mouse. So like, yeah. who cares? I'll just like go into this industry and teach people how to do that. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that um, having no business experience related to fitness is going to work. There's a lot of things in the fitness industry that, you know, kind of happen, you know, separately to other, um, industries and you know that means that that doesn't mean I could go into another industry and go hey I'll, I'll teach you how to build this business you know, run your own mechanic shop you know, because I've got a small business like you know it doesn't work that way yeah. um, and then yeah, there's a lot of people that have have worked out that they can fake being successful and because they didn't like being a personal trainer mm. they try and teach other people how to do the things that they just weren't committed to do for a long period of time because yeah, they enjoyed um, the sales and the money yeah, because they're just happy to tell you to just do the small segments of stuff that they found easy, but forget all the other stuff. And then usually you'll get caught out with that because there's a lot of fires that we put out over 10 years um, that you know, we can kind of you know, show you guys, not trying to put um, comparisons on things, but it's just like, there's a tremendous amount of value that comes with experience. Um, so you need to make sure that whoever you're working with has kind of been around for a bit and can kind of at least give you um, a, a logical framework on how to move you to where you want to go. Um, and obviously can kind of give you the practical and their own personal experience together and the theoretical um, all together, because that's a really, really valuable thing to have. It's just like, here's, here's what's happened. Here's the data. Here's the research. Here's the trends. Here's how to implement it. Here's my experience of doing that. Like that's a really good way of, of putting it. I really like this is what we do. Like, yeah. I want to hear that from my coach. So yeah. if you're going to teach me how to run my business, I want to hear what you do. And that in turn then means my expectation of a business coach, they should still be running a training business, not just coaching. Because if you're a six, the way I've framed this, people are kind of like, Oh yeah, but you could like go into this. Like the way I look at it, if you're that good at business enough to teach someone else how to do it, then yours should still be running with or without you involved in it. It should still be running. So if you just got to like, Hey, I'm a six figure PT. Now I'm going to teach people my method 
and close your six figure business because it doesn't exist without you. It's like, well, okay, so that was your job and you yeah, don't yeah. have a method that you can plug someone else to run that for you. What I don't understand. Yeah. It really doesn't make any sense when you look at it that way. It's just like, you know, and then they, they'll, they'll, they'll sell you the, 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 the story, you know, the one that hits you in the fields about waking up early about all the no shows and they've got the way to teach you guys how to not do it. It's like, no, no they're just telling you that so that they don't have to live that life anymore. Mm. Because if they knew how to run their business, they would have set it up to do what you just said, run successfully and still add on another part to their business, which is coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just be very careful with that guys. Like it's hard, like, you know, we're, we're in the, in that space as well, but that's the, that's the criteria that you guys want to work with. Yeah. And, and everything that we just said is who we look for when we hire people to teach us. Yeah. So it, it, it's not just us like pushing our product, but that's literally what we're looking for when we're going to work with someone as well. Yeah. And like, we've had the horror stories too, of like hiring business coaches and even coaches ourselves. Like, you know, you guys probably heard in the podcast previously, it's just like had some really bad online coaching experiences and I'll take part ownership of not doing my homework and not addressing it earlier. But then, you know, we've hired business coaches and they promise you the world and then you get this product and it's like, is this it? Like, this is all I'm getting for this really exorbitant amount of money. Like, um, and then you kind of try to, we have to tell ourselves, it's like, Oh, we'll make this back. Like we did learn some things like, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're definitely, uh, we've definitely experienced it in the past too, but now it's like, we know, look at this, look at this, look at that. We can formulate an opinion. Um, the last choice that we made has been revolutionary for our business. Um, yeah. So yeah, like we're, we, we have been in the same boat as you guys. Yeah. Look for models, not stature. Yeah. A good way to close, close that off. I think like perfect. You, you're looking to basically buy the intellectual property that is someone's model yeah. and have them teach you how to make that work within your business. Yeah. And I think like that should be, you know, when people like education courses that we recommend as a whole, look for that. Yeah. A model, a practical framework for application. The, the thing that frustrates Ben and myself and had for a very, very long time, even when we were figuring out our businesses and our skills and stuff is we went to all of these courses and stuff and it was just information. So you just got, you just got lost in this sea of information, but there was very little knowledge coming out of that because we couldn't apply it. Like you just, you, you were like, Oh, this is all cool. But what the fuck do I do on Monday? So yeah. we've always tried and it's a constant process of becoming better at deliveries. What we, you know, feedback from everyone and stuff is like deliver a model, have practical things for people to do and imp implement and be able to review it and see what's happening. So you, whenever you're doing a course and stuff, like sometimes sure, like nutrition, like it is what it is. Like, yeah, someone wrote the book on it. Good on them. Like read the book. Yeah. But when it comes to other, there's other parts of things like, you know, application to programming and stuff like that. It's like, cool. These are the cool physiological things about programming. This is how you write a program. Yeah. This is how you review a program. And this is how you would maybe make decisions in the future about this program. If this, 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 and this happened. Yeah. So that's the kind of the idea that you want to kind of get when you're paying for, because if you, if you're not getting that stuff, then you may as well jump on YouTube and just listen to a bunch of free shit because that's you're paying someone for someone's attention. So we yeah. do. You're not getting much out of it. Yeah. 
a really cool example of that. And like, you'd have to be like pretty OG listener to know the episode, but <laughs> we worked at, walked out of a podcast once that we recorded that is live. Um, and Jason and I sort of were just like, fuck, we need to like go and learn a lot of shit right now to get to this certain level that we were like, yeah, that's, we need to know all of that. And I think it was, it was like later in the week and then early the next week we sort of caught up and we're like, did any of that actually mean anything? Like, no, nah, not really. So does that, did any of it actually come with an outcome that would positively affect how we run our business, how we train our clients, any of the outcomes that our clients get that we don't already do? It's like, no. It's like, okay, cool. So someone just used big words for a while and we were like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. And that was it. Like, yep. Okay. Moving on with life. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's the experience that a lot of people have with seminars and shit like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there just has to be actionable steps coming out of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's hopefully we gave you some information there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, currently, because you've opened the door for us, listener, thank you. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> currently, we have available the Your First $1,000 Week program. So if you're running a business that's sub $1,000 right now, uh, this is the course that we've used to mentor our trainers through um, to bring their up, bring them up to that. So it's, it's been developed over five years. Um, you get direct access to that starting at 50 bucks a week for that one as well. So we understand people are starting out, they don't have big cash. So our goal is to get you that thousand dollar point as quickly as possible as per the question, how long does it take to make big money? Um, we also where week four, so it'll be eight weeks till the next launch of the standout PT program. Uh, which is taking you from that failing business to be able to run a efficient, sustainable business that generates the income that you choose. Um, Like we said earlier, we kind of benchmarked that at 75 plus, um, but obviously personal choice within that. But yeah, so eight weeks until that launches for all the information on everything that we have, all our free resources, et cetera, jump on to stcfitlearning.com. Uh, everything's there. If you hit the resources button, you'll get all the free stuff. Uh, there's a business scorecard on there as well. So you can actually have a look instead of asking like, what courses should I do? Go take the scorecard, see where you're lacking and go learn. Yep. Uh, be it from us or from YouTube or podcasts or, or another course. Um, and then, yeah, the work with us button will take you to the 1K PT or if you want to jump onto the standout PT pre-sale as well. Sweet. Thank you for whoever answered that question. Uh, whoever asked that question. <laughs> asked it, yeah. uh, at SCC fit underscore learning on the IGs uh, at Ben Scott STC for me. I think it's STC fit even um, Jason Galea underscore STC fit for Jace as well. And a uh, bit of feedback on the Q and A's guys. Like if you guys want more of this, uh, we're happy to do them. Uh, maybe we'll make it a segment you know, every second one or something like that. Um, But need need to make sure that people are contributing with questions. So for those that put questions in, thank you very much. Um, And then, yeah, if you guys want to keep the segment going, which we love to do anyway, um, yeah, just let us know how you feel about it. Sweet. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a fortnight. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye.